Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara. Happy 77th episode, my partner. How's it going? It's going pretty darn good. In the middle of September here. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Explain what that means, would you please, to our audience? Are you not slow a little bit in the month of September with everyone going back to school? And yes, actually. Summer coming to an end. Yeah, and even dentists refer to this month as September because... It sucks. Hashtag September. That's pretty. There you go. Never heard that before, but I keep saying it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. And the last two days, we've had really good incoming. Normally, we pick up right around now, and then it's crazy till the end of the year. So I think it gives us a little downtime, a little chill time, but I'm ready to be busy again. But I never referred to it as September, and that's, you know, one of my favorite words. So thank you, Elvis. <laughs> the nice thing is, is I see a lot of other labs on social media not experiencing September. So that's a good thing that it's not affecting everybody. Yeah, it's picking up here. It's Friday the 13th. You guys don't know, but we record on Friday. It's Friday the 13th. It's a full moon. Everybody's like either all in or all out on full moons. I was thinking it's about two o'clock. I might have to go to the beach tonight and just relax. So And here from Indiana, thinking about you going to a beach, looking at the mm-hmm. full moon. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed. It's going to be chilly here tonight. <laughs> yeah, it sucks to be you, no pun intended. Yeah, we have suck every month. No. <laughs> all right, so let's do this. <laughs> So we are back with part two of Brian Ganey from Carbon. In this part, Brian talks more about the features that the Carbon printers have over all the other printers out there. He also talks about all the people and support that goes on behind the scenes, which you really don't really think about. And really, one of the greatest stories ever told about how the printer came to be a dream in one man's mind. Nano ceramic is the new buzzword in full arch dentistry, and for a good reason. But what exactly is nano ceramic? If you're like me, you might be wondering. A nano ceramic is an advanced restorative material that blends ciliated glass and a polymer matrix together at the molecular or nano level. Ciliated glass drives the superior aesthetics and durability of this material and the advanced polymer fibers drive the elasticity and lifelike feel. Blended at the perfect ratio, the glass and polymer matrix creates the ideal combination of lifelike functionality and long-term durability. Crystal Ultra by Digital Dental is comprised of 70% ciliated glass and 30% advanced polymers. This 70-30 mix is the magic that makes Crystal Ultra the ideal material for full arch dentistry, creating the perfect mix of durability and high aesthetics. In combination with the semi-flexible bar structure, a Crystal Ultra-based fixed hybrid denture is the most beautiful and durable full arch restoration in the industry, period. To learn more about the future of full arch dentistry, visit crystalultra.com slash voices crystal ultra 
feel the difference. Voices from the Bench The Interview safe and clean. So we really take pride in establishing the gold standard of what it takes to run a very efficient, clean and healthy business. And we're we're leading by example there. Also uh, another plus and another perk that, you know, if your printer goes down, you guys do the printing. And if the printer goes down, that you can actually access it from where you are remotely, you know, so you know what's happening. And then pretty much it's only been one day and you guys have been in um, fixing our printers. I only had it go down one time, but I was impressed by the speed at which you came out and fixed it. I think that's one of the superpowers that we bring to the table, which is our software capabilities. Uh, we're obviously monitoring these printers at an aggregate level, making sure that the machine health is what it's supposed to be. And in many instances, we can actually prevent, or, or excuse me, predict. We have predictive maintenance on our technology where we can actually remotely plug into the printer and fix or resolve or diagnose issues before they arise. And if it, if necessary, we can send technicians out proactively to prevent any downtime from our customers and their overall customer experience. Where are you guys based out of? I don't think we asked that question. We are in the heart of Silicon Valley, 100% verticalized here in Redwood City, California. We have all of our manufacturing hardware, software, and material development here under one roof in Redwood City with over 500 employees and growing. Wow. I was going to ask that, uh, how many employees does it take to monitor all of the machines in the country? And uh, it's probably growing, absolutely. Take a look at the day and what they do there. So does um, one employee monitor like a lab and their machines and the specs? Or do you know what that looks like? Sure. We We have many layers of support here at Carbon. We have our first line, which is our account managers. We we really want to stay connected with our customers and, and help them grow their business. So we have dedicated account managers with each of our lab customers. We also have carbon technical partners, CTPs, we call them, that help with diagnosing or troubleshooting any errors or issues that may arise to give you that firsthand experience and issue resolution. And in the event that uh, something needed a personal, you know, someone personally to come visit your lab, uh, we have a field service engineer team that will be out there very quickly to to help resolve any problems that may arise, if any at all. I do emphasize quickly. You guys are pretty, pretty good with that. Yeah. Not to mention, we have an amazing print development team, an engineering team, a software team that we're constantly monitoring the health of our customers, the health of the printers, and making sure that everyone has a great experience. All in all. So do you monitor the carbons 24 hours a day or are they, do you like do it on every hour? We do. We, we actually monitor these printers. Uh, they are connected devices. So we, we are able to, mm-hmm. to monitor over a million data points of information every day, all day on all of these printers to make sure that they are performing according to spec. And, um, you know, we, we really monitor these pieces of equipment to ensure that our customers have, uh, have a great experience and, and quality outcomes. It's good for you guys to keep these machines running because that's when labs will end up buying more of them. It just makes sense. Exactly. It comes down to the customer experience. And I think once, the, once our customers experience the level of support, the dependability, the reliability, the accuracy time and time again, these are production grade 
printers, and um, they're highly, highly reliable uh, to support our customers when manufacturing and your business depends on it. When do you think is a time a lab should say to themselves, I need to start looking at the carbon? Is it when they are already printing so many models that it's time to upgrade? Or do you have labs that are not printing at all and just jump right into the carbon and say, I want to go and I want to go big? <laughs> it, it's, it's really both. Yeah. We, have, we have labs that have jumped into our technology out of the gate. Uh, really, a lot of these smaller labs with a few employees that maybe may specialize in denture production or splint production. And these processes are extraordinarily manual. And so if we can eliminate and create more efficiency and pr provide a better cost for the production of these applications, we can really, really help accelerate these businesses and make them more profitable and allow them to create new business markets and business models to, to help grow their customer needs. Yeah, just like you were talking about the amount of resins that you have and the ability that the um, laboratories have to sell different products to their um, doctors. It's pretty amazing. That's right. So what do you see as next? So talk about materials itself. What's next for carbon? What are you guys going to be launching? Is there anything that you can let us know that's not top secret? Sure. We're really excited about our partnership with Dent Supply with a premium denture resin. And this resin is unlike anything anyone has ever seen before in this marketplace. So we're extraordinarily excited about, about that resin and how we're going to provide a better solution, a better manufacturing method to meet a $6 billion market for fully edentialist patients. And so we're really excited about providing a better solution, technology solution, a digital solution to meet and serve that market need. Is that coming out? Is that out now or is that coming out? So how soon are we, are we talking about? So we made an announcement in January, letting the market know that towards the tail end of 2019, we will have a commercial release of this resin. Um, and we're, we're planning with, uh, within the next month or so to make a big splash officially. Awesome. Next month, August, September. That's great. And then Chicago, you've got Chicago in February. So I'm sure that uh, good times ahead. Exactly. Is it their Lucitone brand? Is that what they're going to use in the printer or is it a totally new acrylic or is it even acrylic i guess i should ask the brand and the details around it i cannot disclose at this moment i get it but coming soon awesome i love it top secret <laughs> on the podcast well you know we have a lot of listeners so i'm sure they're going to be um jazzed about that so thank you for at least giving us a heads up on it sure thing so talk about if somebody wanted to get a carbon. Barb, you mentioned that you had to tent windows and have a vent. Mm -hmm. What does a lab need to be prepared for if they want to go this route? I mean, could a lab that is working in a basement on a dirt floor, can they get a carbon? Or do they? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> there, there, are, there are standards and there are requirements. Uh, we take pride in our site prep readiness. Yeah. And we do have some requirements such as tile floors or cement floors are required, no carpet, but it's pretty easy. It's the, the setup is, is pretty simple. We need a hard line internet connection. Mm -hmm. We do need ventilation. Uh, if you don't have a connection to your HVAC out, external to your building, then we also have other options where there's a portable carbon filtration system that we recommend for our customers. So it's, the setup is quite simple. We do require a nice clean environment for not only high high performance um, 
you know, employee safety, but it does require, um, it doesn't require a big footprint. It's a very, very small footprint. So it's, uh, it's can easily fit into a wide variety of dental laboratories and spaces. So people are not rebuilding and knocking down walls and putting in, you know, new electricity. It's pretty easy that most labs can handle. That's right. Yeah. I would say so. Because I'd be afraid they'd come in here and they'd be like, no, you got to take out that wall and you're going to have to remove this flooring and put in special flooring. And They're really not that large. I mean, they, they don't take up a heck of a lot of space for the amount of productivity that they do. I mean, we just, you know, it's probably like six by six, maybe. Do you know, Brian? The, the circumference, I would like to say, just about a three and a half foot circumference cylindrical format. And it's about six feet in height. Um, so it's a very, very small footprint, but it provides high impact in terms of production and overall throughput. Yeah. So I'd like to talk a little bit about the kind of the culture that Carbon has put out because you guys really are kind of known, and I use the phrase like an iPhone, where it's the cool product, everybody wants it, everybody's talking about it. How did that culture come to be? Was it natural or was it planned? I would say it's happened both organically and somewhat planned. We really pride ourselves in a cultural revolution, if you will. And, you know, with with carbon, there is a cool factor. We do have commercial consumer products with Adidas out there. And, you know, this is a Silicon Valley-based company. It's high tech. And so when people have this technology and they jump right into the technology, they're extraordinarily thrilled and proud to be part of the carbon family. And I think what is really driving that is that this is not a transactional sale for carbon. This is a true partnership and it's a family mm. type of atmosphere. And we really do care about our customers, our customer needs and helping them grow their businesses. I think that's important because there's a lot of people out there that will sell you the equipment and then you never hear from them again. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you know that's like that? Not to name anybody. Uh-huh. Okay. So in your eyes, in Carbon's eyes, what's the future? I'm wondering, are we going to be printing crowns at one point? <laughs> well, all of this is possible. We have a lot of great stuff on the horizon, and we're just coming off of a very successful funding round. So we have a lot of great things in mind with this new financing, including building our advanced development facility, which is helping Carbon's engineering teams improve our platform workflows and all of a scaled up manufacturing environment to better support customers and partners. We're also working on international expansion and in the European and Asian markets. But we're, we're really excited about different resins and the development of new materials and really uh, introducing carbon dual cure resins within the dental industry and more to come there. It's a quite exciting future based on our roadmap. Nice. Do you have another model coming out soon? Another um, model of your printer? You know, obviously we're, we're always looking to build off of what we've started and we are advancing our hardware, software, and material roadmap each day. So the nice thing about our subscription model, if we were to introduce a a brand new piece of hardware, a new printer, our customers have the option of upgrading at any given time. So they're not stuck with any particular piece of equipment. But if there's something that's more appealing and attractive that will serve and meet their current needs, uh, we're always uh, willing and able to allow them to adopt 
that technology if it's appealing to them. Yeah, but like the iPhone, I'm sure most of the people that have a carbon upgrade right away to get the newest and best thing. It's certainly possible. Yeah. And we want to make sure our customers have exactly what they need and can grow with this technology versus grow out of it. So you mentioned global market. Are there carbons outside of the U.S. right now, or is it all here? Absolutely. So we are quickly advancing our efforts in the European market uh, and the Asian market, as as mentioned earlier. Uh, so we uh-huh. have established customers in the Netherlands, Sweden, Spain, oh wow, Germany, UK, and the list goes on and on, along with uh, Asia, China, and Japan. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. And it all started there in California. It's been fun. What do you do to market yourself? You're in all the major meetings and um, I've seen you in some magazines or is it just mostly uh, reputation and word of mouth right now? Well, it's all the above. I, I think, uh, you know, this is this is an industry where, you know, your involvement uh, with trade publications, trade shows, sponsorship activities, philanthropic opportunities. We've donated a printer to the Brighter Way Institute. Uh, we believe in bettering the communities in and around all of us. Uh, so we're really trying to really insert ourselves, but also support the community, support the dental industry, and tell the story and, and help people become aware of our technology so that it becomes appealing to them and their business needs. Nice. I love it. We're obviously extraordinarily excited about where we've started from, but even more excited than ever as to where we're going and how we look to further transform this entire industry for both dental and orthodontic applications. I would say that some key highlight applications for us are around clear liner therapy, oh, yeah. dentures, and splints. Mm-hmm. We believe in our technology, how it's positioned, and how it's serving those applications is really going to set us apart from the rest in this, in this marketplace. So tell me, if a laboratory wanted to get into the aligner technology with their carbon printer, how does one go about doing that? It's quite simple. You know, we are, we're agnostic when it comes down to software, design software, mm-hmm. whether it's 3Shape, ExoCAD, ULab software, EZRX, et cetera, or homegrown software. As long as you can generate an STL file, we can print those files. So any customer that is designing a model, dental model, can use our technology, whether it's on the M-Series platform or all the way up to a newly introduced L1 production solution where we can produce anywhere from 800 to 1,000 models a day with one printer, where we have also introduced a solvent-free spinning post-processing process. So there's no chemicals in this process. It's where we really set up to position ourselves in a way where this is a high volume production application and we're serving the market in a very unique way. Okay. I want to get into that. So if you're not familiar with the L1, the L1 has a build area 10X, that of the M1 series printer. We launched the L1 right around the time we announced our partnership with Rydell, a sports equipment company. And we're able to produce anywhere from 30 to 40 dental models within a 25 to 35 minute period of time and introduce a downstream post-processing solution through a spinning technology to eliminate any IPA or chemicals in the post-processing process and 
through a UV cure from end to end in less than 45 minutes to an hour, you have a set of models ready for, for thermoforming and trimming. When you say no chemicals, are you talking about that the alcohol wash after the models are printed? That's correct. So you don't have to do that with the carbon? There's no IPA necessary on the L1 when using this technology for high volume production, for model production, for, for clear liners, for thermoforming. Wow. Because I got to say, when you're printing models, that alcohol thing is about the, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> you sit there washing it in the alcohol and then change it to the alcohol. What's that? Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's tedious, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Sure. It is necessary for certain types of materials and certain types of geometries and certain types of applications. Uh, we have also introduced a smart part washer which does have a different solvent depending on the application, and it, it auto automatically washes the parts off of the build platform for a very efficient and streamlined post-processing workflow. It does it while it's still in the carbon printer? It actually cleans the parts right on the build platform off of the printer. You take the build platform off the printer itself, oh, I see. It into yeah. the part washer, and will automatically calibrate its wash cycle and provide data and analytics back to the operator hmm. so that you can see how these parts were post-processed and have information to tie it back. Well, awesome. I appreciate you coming on, Brian. That's some interesting stuff. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys are coming out with next. It sounds like it's, it's almost more resin than machine at this point. Am I correct in thinking that? It's a combination of both. Yeah. We also have some new hardware that we've introduced. Rather than machine, I'll give you an example of that. We've introduced a C6 window. The C6 window will allow our customers to print models with DPR10 resin up to two times faster than they would with the original window. So instead of a brand new printer, we're allowing our customers to grow and scale and meet their high throughput needs without adding another piece of hardware. Hmm. You just change out the piece of glass. I mean, I hate to use a layman's term, but you change out the piece of glass and you're printing almost twice as fast? That's correct. It's a brand new window. Wow. We do sell or promote those on a subscription model as well. Is it included with your subscription? It's not included with the original subscription. It's a secondary subscription sure we'll call it an accessory okay nice so that is also available to our customers if they have the demand and throughput requirements or need without having to, to move forward with an additional printer again our technology our platform is 100 percent scalable barb do you have those new windows i don't know i don't run those printers <laughs> <laughs> not yet i can find out she doesn't have it yet yeah. Okay. Thank you. No, I don't have it. There you go. He, he knows. <laughs> no. <laughs> what else do we have? Anything else we need to cover? Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. I'd, I'd, let me let me go back and if you can re-edit, please. The, you know, the when and the why did carbon start? You know, carbon was founded in 2013 after the founders were all interested in in the why, despite all the hype. 3D printing hadn't quite fulfilled its potential. And the technology has been around since the 1980s and was primarily used as a prototyping tool instead of a real manufacturing technology. And so the story goes that when Joe DeSimone, our co-founder, was watching the Terminator 2 and the character T-1000, who forms out of a puddle, he wanted to see if he could mimic that in 3D printing. And so he wanted to create that. And the idea 
that a finished part could arise out of a pool of liquid in an additive manufacturing technology. And we use light as a chisel to do this now with our digital light synthesis technology through carbon. And once we had the initial concept for the approach down, we were able to demonstrate it and move forward to launch a company based on this advance and advancement in technology. So it's it's really the genesis as to why carbon exists and and how we've been able to market this technology successfully. Because he saw Terminator 2. <laughs> great story, actually. <laughs> That is awesome. (laughs) What a great movie. to Right. And DLS technology, which is digital light synthesis, it consists of a light projector emitting an image of an object through a window that is permeable to light and oxygen that allows parts to grow continuously, if you will, layerless in the Z direction, which are isotropic in nature. Now, what's the Z direction? In the north direction, just okay. I love the fact that that whole thing started because he saw Terminator too. I do too. That's a great story. I'm glad you went back there and talked about that. That's cool. Because when I saw Terminator two, I did not have that thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're not the you're not the founder of Carbon, my friend. Our co-founder and CEO Jody Simone also gave a TED talk, which in 2015 which still is one of the top eight most watched or trending TED Talks of all time. Really? On Carbon 3D. Wow. I'm going to check that out. I am going to check that out, and we'll have a link to it when this episode airs. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us the lowdown on these carbons everybody's talking about. I love it. My pleasure. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Elvis. Thanks, Barb. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you as well. So did you know, guys, that Whipmex manufactures a full array of 3D print resins featuring the only FDA-cleared splint resin? The company-printed resin offering includes model materials in golden brown, ivory, white, and soon-to-be-available gray. And it also includes surgical guide, burnout, and custom tray materials. The latest resin in the group of printable resins is called Verisplint, which is the very first and presently only FDA cleared print material that prints quickly and results in an accurate and economical hard splint. Their customers can now print a full build platform in under one hour at a cost of just five to six dollars per splint. This exceptional resin has been validated by the FDA on a SEGA 385NM DLP printers and is fully biocompatible. Have you started printing your splints yet? No, let's do it. Consider this. Printing them provides a considerably higher level of efficiency because it avoids several lengthy steps when compared with conventional methods. But most importantly, it brings a greater degree of design flexibility into the process, which improves both the lab and the patient's experience. Whether you're printing splints, models, surgical guides, casting patterns, or trays, consider increasing your productivity and your profitability with Whitmix Very Build Resins. Head over to Whitmix.com for more information, and thank you, Whitmix, for sponsoring our podcast. A super big thanks to Brian and Carbon for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. I love the fact 
that the CEO was watching Terminator 2, and from that, carbon was invented. You got to look for innovation where you can. You never know where it will be and where it will take you. So kudos for that. During the interview, Brian touched upon the partnership with Dentsply Serona to make a new denture resin for the carbon. And I do believe they launched it this past week, correct, Elvis? Yeah. I saw it all over the place. I've been seeing emails. Personally, I got to check it out because I'm totally into that. We need to start printing dentures. Last week, the announcement was made that Lucitone Digital Print is now available. This material is the first premium high-impact digital denture that exceeds, wow, exceeds the ISO high-impact and flexural strength standards. Everybody is talking about it on social media. I've seen it all over the place. I've gotten a ton of emails. It seems like it's taken off. Good job, guys. I know that a problem of digital dentures has always been that they are fragile and don't look like, quote, premium. But I saw on Facebook someone driving over a Lucitone printed denture with a truck. I would like to see someone drop one in a sink. I mean, that's really what we need to test this thing, not a truck. (laughs) But it does show that this material might be the changing point for digital dentures. It also looks super nice. Just search for it online and see some of the amazing results that labs have had beta testing it. It's only going to get better. Check it out on carbon3d.com slash lucitone. And thanks again for coming to the podcast, Brian. We appreciated it. Super appreciate it. What a great interview. Thanks, Brian. So, Barb, Yes. next weekend, my first public speaking event since, I think, high school. I think was the last time I spoke in front of people. So what is that, 10 years? Yeah, I wish. Um, (laughs) So I know you've been up on stage a few times. Give me some advice. What do you got? (sighs) The whole picturing the audience in their underwear doesn't quite work for our industry. Practice, 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 practice. Know your subject. Know what you want to talk about. Go through it 10 to 20 times, be prepared, and just deliver it. It's one of the most scariest, if that's a word, things on the planet is getting up in front of people. But if you are passionate and you know what you want to talk about, it makes it a little easier. And obviously, you're amazing because you developed this podcast. This is your brainchild. So I would think that getting up there would be a very natural thing for you. So good luck. Yeah, but as I sit in a dark room in the basement of our lab, there's nobody looking at me. And I know everything that I say now will be edited and cleaned up. I don't have that ability live. I'm a little nervous. Well, I hired a coach. She made me. You're my coach. You know, what? You're my coach. Yeah, well, there you go. Put down your anchors, focus, practice, go for a long run before, eat a good meal, and just do it. Well, if anybody is in the Charlotte area next weekend, come and see me, DS Lab Marketing Summit. Come check it out. A lot of great marketing people. Hope to see you there. Uh, I'm nervous just thinking about it. You know what? Nerves is good. That means you care. Yeah. I always say my sons, when they're going to play baseball or doing anything competitive, and still to this day when I did the triathlon for the future race, um, I was crazy with nerves leading up to it, but... You know what? You just smack it down and go for it. And I think nerves makes you better. So it means you care and you're going to be fine. Sorry, I I might just be there. I might just show up just to heckle you. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) My wife offered to come and I actually asked her not to because I think it would make me too nervous. And she, she understood. She understood. I get that. Yeah, I think every single person that you will ever meet that gets on stage 
has butterflies. Some people look so natural and so comfortable. Well, this is your first time, so you might just freaking kill it, and then you'll be like, all right, that was nothing. I can do this. Let's line up six more. Let's do this. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, I've practiced it once, so a couple more times, I think I'll be good to go. All right. I look forward to it. So we have been invited to the Eastern Conference of Dental Laboratories, November 8th and the 9th in Conrad, North Carolina. It's supposed to be a great event. They got a bunch of good speakers lined up. We'll talk more about it as the date gets closer. But if you're in that side of the country, which would be the Carolinas and Georgia and even Florida and Tennessee and and Virginia's and all that, check out this event. It's a great conference. A lot of good people. I'm actually going to be speaking, but the part I'm speaking at, you have to be a member because I'll be speaking when everybody's having lunch. So I will also be eating with my mouth full. I'll be doing the speaking. It'll be real interesting. It'll be a lot of... He's going to be speaking on how you deal with a fellow technician as your partner and don't kill her. (laughs) The true title is you don't kill her so far. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the Eastern Conference is where I took my original written CDT exam. I think maybe 10 years ago, my mom came with me. It was a written exam and um, it was an awesome meeting. So I look forward to going back. Thank you, Martha. Shout out to Martha and the Eastern Conference for having us. We're going to do the podcast live. Thank you for having us. Thank you for inviting us. We appreciate the support and we will make you proud. We appreciate the invite and we look forward to meeting everybody on that side of the country. Exactly. All right. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We'd love to hear about how much you like the podcast. And if you don't like the podcast, you can just not leave a review. We would appreciate it. Or as I would say, you you can kiss my ass, but... You can kiss Barb's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm full of giggles today. Go ahead. And also, if you ever want to be on the podcast or you just have an idea for us, send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and we can set something up. All right. Cheers, everybody. All right, everybody. Hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. Where'd you come up with that, dude? The Terminator 2. Oh, Oh, really? That's where it came from? That's where it became famous. Okay. As Arnold would say, we'll be back. (laughs) Bye. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. See ya. Oh, I love that.